Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Therapy Session. My name is uh, Louis McCaffrey, I'm your host, and tonight I'm joined by three bowling goalies. I've got uh, Chris Gallagher. Hello. Uh, Chris Bowd. Yo. And Chris Somani. Good evening. It's the three Chrises. Three Chrises. Why, why, why are we bowling goalies? Because you're a bit shite and left on the bench. Kidding on, this is probably the best lineup I think the 90 Minutes I think can podcast produce. history, any podcast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but it is a, it's a very sad and angry time as the therapy podcast because we are all pretty, pretty raging, to be honest with you. Last night, um, Celtic... Thanks, Bout. That was the bottle opener. Um, it is a Cairns podcast. Um, last night, Celtic absolutely... Fucked it, basically, and uh, crashed out of the Champions League to a team that we should never have lost to. Um, and we are going to dissect not just the game, but the club in general over the next hour. Um, it's probably going to be the majority of what we'll be discussing tonight, because I think everything is just raw for everybody. Um, and obviously on Twitter today, um, there's been a lot of a lot of discussion about it and we've got quite a few of your questions and, and comments as well which we'll, we'll come to I think I'm going to rather than give you know ask for people's thoughts on the game I'm just going to ask for people's kind of mood and feeling right now a day later Pers- I'll start off with myself first I am I'm at the point I really don't want to put up with this anymore I think we've watched We've watched this scenario play out for, for many a year where Celtic gamble, or more specifically Peter Law gambles on our season um, in, in August. And it's got to the point now where it's just not good enough. And it's is it his club or is it our club? And I think there has to be some sort of decision made if we are going to continue to let this individual and group of people dictate where we go from here, because year after year, we are being let down as a support. I think Celtic supporters are, I genuinely think we are some of the best fans in the world, and that's not because UEFA put it on their website, it's because we're dedicated, and you know, podcasts like this and other Celtic podcasts go to prove that. Everybody that turned up to that game last night, um, we were all there because we wanted to see our team that we support, that we do all this for, go through to the next round. We want to see them in the best competition that football offers. And yet again, we have been let down. And I think we've all been supportive of Neil Lennon. We were very disappointed that he got the job, and especially the manner in which he got the job, which we'll come back to later. But we've all been supportive of him, and we've all tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But this is too far. It's too much. And something, for me, has to change. And that's one thing that I'd like to discuss tonight, what changes. The game itself, an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment to be at the game, to watch it on TV, to see the coverage after it. I'm embarrassed to be a Celtic fan. Chris Omani, what's your What's your thoughts? First of all, remember you're the host. You're here to facilitate the big boys, <laughs> not, just, not just go into the mic. We know things are raw and things aren't good. I've got to switch. Three Chris's are your pal, all right? Three bowling goalies. Mm-hmm. Carry on. This is, this is a promotion for Chris, okay? He's stepped up to guest. <laughs> he gets wow. a voice, yeah. yes. Anyway, Chris or Maddie. Um, They are 
Is something rotten with the setup at Celtic from top to bottom? Now, where lies the blame for last last night? As an individual performance, you could point the finger at some of the players in the pitch. Um, um, going probably the the malaise set in before that though when we went for the cheap option and hired Neil Lennon without looking at anybody else. Um, but ultimately the buck stops at Peter Law because generally what we do is the cheap option. We gamble. We see players in the park that need replaced before, you know, you can see it coming in the support years or months before the time and they're not replaced. Then when they move on, we're left in the lurch. There's an expectation that we're going to replace them and we don't replace them. Uh, and the planning is broken. It's 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 this is something that's all too common. We go out to teams who universally we think aren't very good and that we should be beaten, and yet it happens over and over and over again. You're exactly right in terms of you're sick of it happening, but it's just the same crap. Every year, bar the odd year, bar the odd success, you know, when we brought Rogers in and we had that initial period, two years qualified um, for the Champions League a couple of times, but we never sustain it. And it's last night was as depressing as it was inevitable, to be perfectly honest. We'd been talking about it in podcasts beforehand. We knew that we hadn't strengthened where we needed to strengthen. And as much as everybody's pissed off and angry, is anybody shocked? Is anybody like really surprised that it happened? No, I don't think so. No, Chris Bowd, would he get it off your chest? I don't. I've not got a big speech prepared like you, Louis. But, that was um, totally out. That was that freestyle. Was, I can see freestyle off it all. Uh, but I, I know, I absolutely agree with everything you both said. It is whether you're talking about the decision, uh, sorry, the result last night, or you're talking about what's wrong with Celtic. <laughs> There is lots of blame to go around, and there are lots of people that are responsible um, from top to bottom. There have been failures. Um, are you angry? I, I am. And who? I'm as angry as a bird can get, which is you know, mildly irritated. <laughs> <laughs> Typical for a vegan. But um, where where do you direct that anger? Everywhere. Fucking shotgun. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, there's, I think there's so much we can say about, again, the result last night. And this is the thing as well. I don't want to... Generally, I wouldn't get overly upset at one result because I can, you, you can understand that that can happen. But as Sermani said, we've all seen the issues that this club have. We've been talking about some of them for season after season after season, and they still don't get fixed. It's just insane. It's it's madness that you could pick, you could choose anybody in the street and they could tell you things that you could fix at Celtic that haven't been fixed mm-hmm. for seasons and seasons and seasons. It's fucking insane. Guys, Christopher Gallagher, guest of the podcast. Um, how do you feel? Um, <clears throat> so to back Chris Armani's point up, um, not shocked at all. Um, Obviously, we've been doing stuff on the Patreon where we've been talking about, you know, games coming up, and we've mentioned, you know, the fact that we might have uh, potentially have Prague in the next round. Uh, yeah, we did. We did mention it. We probably shouldn't have, but the fact is, we were expecting to go out in the next round anyway. Like, 
let's be honest, I think the the thing the biggest thing about getting past Cluj was the fact that we would have guaranteed Europa League um you know, guaranteed into the group stages of the Europa, Europa League. And the fact of the matter is, um, we all looked at every single result that we've had since, uh, you know, Lennon started competitively. We looked at Sarajevo and we thought, fair enough, we got through that. Then there was a drop in quality um, with Norma Kalju and that was fine. But we were always looking and saying that the next step up would be harder and would be harder. And we came to this point after the first leg where we probably should have been 3-1 down, at least. Um, I think we got overran in the first leg. Second leg, naivety from everyone. You know, who's to blame? Uh, the players are to blame, but so's the manager. But then again, so's the, the board. The fact is, when Neil Lennon came in as the manager and was confirmed, it absolutely took the, the wind out of all of us because we wanted a young, not even young, just a progressive, different type of manager potentially in the role of, you know, in the mould of Brendan Rodgers. We got someone who had just been let go by Hibs, <coughs> who was out of a job. Um, we got someone who I personally think football passed by a long time ago. Um, but we get someone who is a club legend, so it placated some of the fans. Um, essentially, what happened was we gave him a blank slate by saying, right, we need to get behind the team. But no one really bought it. No one really bought it, and the fact is. But what choice do we have? What, what choice do we have but to support? We don't. We, no, know, no, no. At, at the end of the day, they can appoint Neil Lennon, and although we were all critical of it at the time, we couldn't remain critical of it when the football starts. Yeah, because then we Neil McCann, you would have had to go yeah, yeah. behind him at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I don't know about that. But I mean, well. the, the, the fact of the matter is, just fi- let me finish this point. The fact of the matter is that we've got a board who essentially are. Lock batten down the hatches. They're they're not they're not spending any sort of money, and the fact is, I, I find I find it utterly appalling <coughs> that a, a business that runs at a profit of over a hundred million pounds does not realise that to take the next step you have to spend money. We've got a guy who's Dermot Desmond's worth like ten billion pounds, right? Ten billion pounds. Could he not just go, do you know what, see this one time, see this one time, I'll just put a little bit of money out and we'll try and get into the Champions League. And if we get into the Champions League, you can give me the money back. He doesn't have to do that. We have the money. Yeah, well, there you go. But, I mean, the whole whole argument about the board, I I really, at this point, I don't think there is a board. I think it's one man and he's got everybody else playing to his tune. There's no one else on that board that will make a decision other than Peter Law. They will all just approve whatever he suggests. Well, it's and not when it when it comes to when it comes to Dermot Desmond, there was um when we lost the the game against Rangers years ago in uh, the cup game at Hamden, that was the catalyst for change. And that but, was the but, catalyst for. But that was because he was embarrassed. It wasn't yeah. a catalyst for a progressive move to make the football club better. It was based but, on the fact that he was embarrassed to be in the boardroom. But we raised a level at that point because of it. And but not it, in the right it, way, though. No, but is this. Well, you, you can't say that when we've got Brendan Rodgers in. No, but he was embarrassed, so we raised it up. But then as soon as we're out of sight, yeah. he battens down the hatches but my, again. My, so point, my point is is this another one of those times? Is he that embarrassed that things will change? We'll, we'll come to that. No. The um, the game itself. So the 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 big surprise in the team news was that um, we lined up Bain and goals, El Hamid, uh, Ayer, Simonovic, uh, McGregor 
at left back. Uh, we had Scott Brown, Olivier Cham, Ryan Christie in the middle. We had Forrest on the right, Johnson on the left, and Edward up front. Um, obviously, the big glaring um, <coughs> question before the game that we, we were all kind of swithering about was, is he playing three at the back with El Hamid, Ayer, and Simunovic, or is he playing a four and having Cal McGregor um, at left-back? And... As it transpired in his interview pre-match, he said Neil Lennon's quotes were he was going to play Cal McGregor at left-back to put in Cham in the team. Now, if you don't believe me, let's hear from the man himself. Just to get in Cham in the midfield because he's been playing well and um, you know just to have a couple of technicians in the, in the field as well. I mean, O'Bally's been a bit sort of up and down with the swan, so... I don't think that really affected, you know, the, the result. I mean, he set up the first goal for Jamesy and played very well. And Charm had a fine game as well. So uh, the overall disappointment for me is the way we approached the first half. To be a goal down, having really created nothing, you know, and not really tested clues or, you know, set any sort of home tempo. We have to eradicate that. You know, we have to stop the, the slow play. We have to, you know, be a lot more aggressive with our play and a lot more purposeful with our passing going forward. We've got really good forward-thinking players who want to hurt teams, and we didn't use them in the first half at all. So Neil Lennon highlighting there at the, the start of the game that he plays McGregor at left back. He, he his argument was to get in chairman to have a couple of technicians, as he says, in the middle of the park. What impact? Now we've seen it with Rogers. Rogers done it in the game against Rangers when Kieran Tierney wasn't available because he was injured, he played McGregor at left-back. We have a left-back, which, you know, Neil Lennon has, a week ago, you know, he, he praised and said he was coming on and he'd done much better in Motherwell uh, in the second half of the game. Um, but he totally threw under the bus last night. Bowd, how much of an impact did playing Cal McGregor at left-back instead of a recognised left-back and the fact that you're taking our best midfielder who is like a metronome in the middle of the pitch, you're taking him out and putting him at a place where he can't influence the game and he's uncomfortable, how much of an effect did that have? It's, it's massive. It, it was actually the first thing I was going to mention. And as I've said earlier, there are a lot of things we are going to talk about um, that are at fault with Celtic. But see with that result, there's one, there's one decision or one thing that we could change that probably would have changed it. Um, and that is that Neil Lennon shat it from dropping Scott Brown. <gasps> See if he wanted Encham on the pitch, that's who he drops. He doesn't drop his left-back oh, and move hell. his best midfielder into left-back. Because Callum McGregor, fair enough, he's, he's a good player. I think he could be competent at left-back. He wasn't good last night. Um, I don't think he's a very good left-back. I don't think he's great at left-back. He's back. not left-back, though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's, but that's, that's it? the, the, it's, it's a double whammy. You've lost someone in midfield and then you get a bit of a shit left back. And we've seen that from the fact that he should have given away a penalty about fucking five minutes in. Um, and there were various other things that were happening where it was just Callum McGregor. Was his, his, he didn't jump for the goal yeah. because he's... And he's, this is no way slanting Callum McGregor, McGregor. He's a midfielder, and that's where he should yeah. play. It's not his fault. But that's it. If Neil Lennon was brave enough to drop Scott Brown to put Encham in, you would then have ball and goalie at left back. You'd have McGregor in midfield. You'd have Encham in midfield. I think it's a different result. We can't we can't tell how Ball and Golly would have did, but ultimately I think that's the biggest 
single impact on last night. Yeah, I think before we come to the, the Scott Brown debate, and I, I do want to get to that in a minute, but with McGregor himself, the first goal, um, so the, the kind of story of the game, Kluge went 1-0 up, Celtic um, equalised, went 2-1 up, um, they pull it back to 2-2, we go 3-2 up, it's 3-3 and then 4-3. So we gave away the lead twice. Now the first goal, um, Scott Brown doesn't stop the cross. He's two yards off the pace and again we'll, we'll come back to him. But the cross comes in and Callum McGregor, the height he is, the fact that he's playing in a position that he's not used to, he's the last man... And, and, and a back four at that point with the ball coming in in the opposite side and he is beat to the jump and the boy heads it in off the post I felt sorry for Callum McGregor at that point because he was totally out of his depth there was other times and, and possibly other goals as well where he, he was he was found out a bit as well um, for you Tamani Surely you build your team around Callum McGregor in the middle of the pitch. You never move him. He's not anything other than a midfielder. He's either plays deep or he plays further forward. At an absolute push, you can play him wide left. But he's a midfielder. He's not a left back. So why... Right, I think you said it last night in the WhatsApp bout. If only Lennon had had a... You know, a precursor of what it happens when you play Callum McGregor at left back. Yeah. Now, there was a bit of a... There was a bit of a, a, a talk around that time that Callum McGregor was the best player in the park when he played uh, left-back against Rangers. No, he wasn't. He, he, was, he was less bad than the rest of the team, but that wasn't a shining, sterling performance. He played well him. for a player playing out of position. Yeah. Well, he, he was competent, yeah. right? Nobody else was that day, but maybe that wee kernel was in Lennon's head that he thought that he could play him at left-back. But it was it was beyond foolish. It was idiotic. Not only, never mind putting Callum McGregor out of position, playing a formation that nobody else had played, you could see the nervousness in the team. They didn't know the, what they were doing. It was only a must-win game to qualify for the Champions League, see, and he decides to experiment. But seeing that situation, right, it's our biggest game of the season. Uh, so you work all week. You work all week on how you're going to play, and you work all week on you know formation, and you work all week on shape, and how you're going to approach the game. Have they been working all week with Callum McGregor at left-back? Because I don't three days. It three days. Yeah. And the other thing about that is the back line, one of our problems this season and pre-season has been the back line has been shook up. It's been changed yeah. due to injuries, due to sales, due to whatever. There's another change to it. Just when they're maybe getting a little bit of cohesion, let's mix it up again with somebody yeah. that hasn't played there this season. Well, we're nuts. Obviously, one of the main kind of going points that everybody was... was Kind of surprised by it. I certainly was surprised by um, when the team came out and everybody's been talking about it since is the fact that we've got ten million pound worth of new defenders sitting on the bench. But Julian, who has been brought in, he is the marquee signing at this point. Neil Lennon travelled to Paris to convince him to sign the deal to come to Celtic, and he has not featured. He has not been put straight in he is the marquee player and he's not been put straight into the team and he starts last night on the bench ball and golly the only left back that we have at the club after selling Kieran Tierney and taking the 25 million that by the way we knew we were going to get and we knew we were going to sell him for months we leave the two new defenders on the bench and he 
he perseveres with Jozo, who he's obviously a big fan of, but I thought last night again was poor. I don't get it. And he plays our best midfielder out of position. What's going on there, Chris? Why, Chris Gallagher, I should say. <laughs> um, why is it, does Lennon just not fancy the players or does he not trust them? Why Why is Julian not being put in for you? We, we signed Julian on the 26th of June, right? So he's been here for, what, oh, six weeks. He's been here for six weeks. So in six weeks, you can easily make an assessment of how he's going to play, how he's going to perform, what sort of role he's going to play at the club. Clearly that's on the bench. And if it's on the bench at this at this level of game and this level of pressure, then Lennon doesn't fancy him. Because there's absolutely no way that you leave a six-foot defender who's played in League One at a decent, at a very good level. Uh, there's no way you leave him on the bench. If it's a fitness issue, then fuck. If he can't get fit after six months, six weeks then that's even more worrying. So it can't be a fitness issue. He played against Motherwell. Did he look great against Motherwell? No, he looked a bit slow and he looked like there was maybe had some issues, but still rusty. This situation, you buy six, seven million pound defenders to play in these games. And the fact is, it's baffling. Ball and golly, if Rogers, um, sorry, if, if Gerard had said about one of his defenders what Lennon said yesterday about ball and golly, we'd all be mocking him and we'd be saying, oh, there's Gerard throwing his, I played under the bus again. Lennon said previous for doing that at Hibs as well. He done it to a number of the players. I, I I have no idea other than and there's this idea that Lennon's trying to prove to the board that he needs to spend money. Right? That's pish. I don't buy that at all. Bullshit. I don't buy. Oh, Lennon's show. He's he's showing that we need we need players. See if he is doing that, then that's a dereliction of duty, and he should be sacked. The fact is, it's baffling. <clears throat> and to play, as I said yesterday, we did the reaction, and the fact is, see, they were pressing us so high up the pitch, right, in the first 20, 15, 20 minutes. Pressing is, pressing is so high up the pitch. Our only outball was the right-hand side. And on the right-hand side, El, El Hamed dropped, kept passing the ball to Christie. Christie kept losing it, or he would pass it infield and we'd maybe get a break and we'd break forward. The fact is, the guy who should be receiving that ball is Callum McGregor. That's Callum McGregor's role. We've talked about it. It shouldn't be Brown. It should be McGregor. And the fact is, he's fucking left back. Baffling. Yeah. As much as the board is to blame for this, Lennon is to blame for that result. I think. I think the the thing for me was I, I the hype. Everybody knows how to play against Celtic. It's been yeah. it's been shown time again. You press us and you press us high up the pitch. We have difficulty. I actually thought we dealt with the press relatively well last night. The problem was, as you say, you didn't have Cal McGregor being the one to receive the ball in the middle of the pitch and then dictate things. Instead, you had Scott Brown in there. Bowd, you've always been a massive fan of Scott Brown. You've always championed him and, and you've just, as you have done in the past, just threw him under the bus. <laughs> So Manny, I, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't shot on him. I didn't say he should have been dropped last night. I said if Neil Lennon wanted him cham in the side, wow. he should have dropped dropped wow. Scott Brown. You've just that's what I said. That's just to clarify. No, it's not. Um, but I mean, he should have dropped him last night. So Manny, Scott Brown, the last few games that, um, that we've had, both in Europe and domestically, he's yards off the pace. We've seen it before with, with Scott Brown, and then he, he you know, he turns things around for a few games and you start to think, no, no, it's Scott Brown, we need, you know, we need to keep him, all that sort of stuff. Is, is it time, surely, I, I'm 
I'm convinced of it. And I think the fact that Lennon was so insistent of getting in Cham in the team, which I think he was quite right to do because he Jam's. is a player in form. Yep. Christie is a player in form. Carl McGregor is, you're not taking him out of that team. But to shift McGregor to left back, it wasn't so much to put in Cham in for me, it was more to keep Scott Brown in. Is he done? Do we need to seriously, does the supporters that back him, and, and Neil Lennon and everybody else, do we need to put sentimentality aside and say he is not one of the best performers, he's out of the team? He, on his current form, <clears throat> shouldn't be playing in the team. The biggest problem we've got with Brown is, and there seems to be there seems to be this assumption that all you need to do is drop Scott Brown and put Cal McGregor um, at the bottom of the midfield where he plays and everything will be rosy. What I think we talked, we've talked about John McGinn, right? And I think the McGinn hype is is far too high for what he is. However, more and more, I'm starting to think McGinn is a guy who we should have absolutely have signed to play instead of instead of Brown, because I don't think see just taking Scott Brown out and getting rid of him because he's not he doesn't can't play the way he used to. That's really really difficult yeah. for what he brings in terms of his drive and all that. See on his actual football and ability just now, he's hampering the team. He needs to be phased out. He's still got a contribution to make, probably more so domestically, but he needs to play less games at his age. I mean, I think he took a knock early in that game and his he performance yep. worsened. Yeah, being yeah. Now, basically half them. It's dead easy, and I know you say it, and I know you, 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 you say, you know, the famous cry, one of your famous hits, by any means necessary. What can I say? You can't just drop him. Yeah, that was shite at the time, Louis. <laughs> people are still saying it, so it was a, it was a classic. They're, they're laughing at you, Louis, not with you. You can't just wash your hands of them. But going back to the point we made earlier on about the club, you know, building for the future and having a plan in place, we should have brought in and nurtured his replacement last season or the season before to build them up, to ease him out. Instead of him, Lennon coming in and going, I'm going to build my team around Scott Brown, even though he's, what, 35 years old now. And there's no way he can manage, what, 40, 50, 60 games a season. It's not going to be that now because we're pumped out of Europe. But that's that's the problem. But His influence has to be there, but he can't play the games he's playing and we should have his replacement at the club building up just now and we don't. Yeah. And But yeah. see, at the same time, we actually brought a boy in who the rat said was his replacement and Kouassi. And Kwasi's never been given the opportunity because we persevered with Brown. And don't get me wrong, Brown under the rat done very, very well and, and took his game to another level. But he could only sustain it for a short period of time. And Kwasi's had, had injuries as well, to be fair. Kwasi has, but he's never been given a chance. Yeah, He's right. never been given a chance. And at, at, at this point in time, there has to be, there has to be a, a, a realisation among the fans as well, because there's so many people that champion Neil Lennon because he's a Celtic man. You champion Scott Brown because he's a Celtic man. Look where that's got us in recent times. There has to be an acknowledgement of... It's the best manager for the job that gets the manager's job, and it's the best player on the pitch that gets the position. And right now, Scott Brown is not that man. Celtic are classic he, reactionaries and not in any way proactive. Scott Brown, his qualities that everybody champions for, those qualities for me are of a coach. Well, do you know? Do you know what I would say? Motivation. 
drive. That's sort of a coach, not a, not a player. Scott Brown's role last night should have been, see when we went 3-2 up, Cam. he's who you bring on, right, right, for the last 15 minutes to calm it down, right? That's where that's where I see his role at the did club. That, we now. did that in the League Cup final. Yes, we did. And, and he, he was, did really, really well. He was well. really well. Brown's Brown had taken the deflect, he deflecting away from everyone else and calming people down. But Absolutely. We need, we need, we obviously, yeah, that, that's where I would see his role going forward. But the problem is, and I still go back to it, about replacing him. I think I mentioned it in the WhatsApp last night. I wouldn't have any faith in a midfield with McGregor, Christie and Cham. Right? And I think they're all individually fine players. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have that faith in it. It's a bit, because so- Tam's, it's a bit soft. Because Tam's not... It's, we'll come to Tam. <laughs> it's a bit soft. It is a bit soft. And Cham cannot be relied on. I don't care if he had a good game against Motherwell. And I don't think he was too bad last night. Right? He needs a sustained run of form where he's influencing and dominating teams. We've not seen that from him. So how can you rely on him going forward? I don't think we can necessarily rely on Christie as of yet. Because Christie, again, record. his injury record doesn't great. And also... You build you build your team around in Chan, Chris. I do, yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, you know, after everything that's happened, you know, it took a knock to my confidence. But essentially, I, I, if you're going to build your team around someone, it needs to be, in my opinion, a creative player. That's why you don't build your team around a fucking guy who's going to break the ball, break the game up, and break the play up. You don't build your team around him. You build a team around the. Personally, some je ne sais quoi, as Lennon put it, in champ or Roger. Go French or go home. No. I think the, the the point that some some Annie's saying there about you wouldn't trust in champ Christine McGregor. How many times have those three played, played together? It, as might, a it, might, three? it might work. They but, haven't, but it might work. We but, just don't so, know. Yeah. So, but so, don't, we, so say the windows shut mm-hmm. and you go into the season, you go to Ibrox for that midfield. You confident? I'd be more confident in, in Jam Christie and McGregor than I would be with Brown being with anyone. That's not what I asked. Don't start, son. <laughs> that midfield, do you think... You see how they pressed us last season? See, see, see on, do you think... Uh, on yes or no? Some yes, yes or no? Yes or no? You'd be confident with uh, that? Yes because, no. because you know what? See, on current form, Christie is in the form of his life. McGregor, his levels haven't dropped other than when he's played totally out of position. And in Cham, in the last few games, has played better than he's played in a season. I don't know. Can I jump in for a second? Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, out of those three guys, right, I don't know who, who the guy is that if we're 1-0 down at Ibrox, and this isn't a criticism, I want to see those three players play together in the midfield because I want to see how they will work. But out of those three, I don't know who's the guy, if we're 1-2-0 or two nil down at Ibrox, who grabs the game by the scruff of the neck. The way that Does Scott don't... Brown know? He does. Did he grab it? No, 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 no. Grab the game last night. Did he grab the no, game? No, no, no. He does, me, he does uh, or he did. No, like yeah. But the that, point sorry, is, yeah, yeah, the point is, we need a player to yeah, do that. He yeah. did in the past. Yeah, yeah, but you no, can't no, go okay. on what he done in the past. Okay, absolutely right. What I meant to say was, he did. He maybe doesn't have that influence to, to influence over games like that anymore. However, McGregor, I think, is a terrific footballer, but I think he's a little bit quiet on the pitch. And Cham's a bit of an enigma. And Christie does so much work all over the place that you need someone concentrated. I'm not saying that midfield don't work, because it might. All I'm saying is, to back Samani's point up, I'm not sure I want to go Ibrox with that midfield if it's not been proven. Christie will battle them. Yeah, no, Pure and simple. Christie will start Again, Christie last night was on a different level from the rest of the Celtic players. His touch... His, you know, his his drive, his half turn, his, 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 his half turn, his half turn he, is he, excellent. He, all of a sudden, he he has 
he has transformed himself, and he's absolutely he's the number one choice of that team right now. But the in general, can he play I think right back? Possibly, <laughs> I, he could play left back. The, I think right now though. We have to get real, and there has to be. We need to drop all the sentimental nonsense when it comes to Scott would Brown you sack and Lennon? it comes to would Neil you Lennon. Sack, would you sack I'd Lennon? sack him today. I'd sack him right now. But do you know what? It won't happen, and I think there will be no. And we'll come to this later. But I think there has to be change. And I, I and I'm yeah. gonna we're gonna talk about that later. But see if we're all just willing to say, oh, but it's Scott Brown, we love him, and oh, it's Neil Lennon, he went through hell for us in the past, and we've got to support him and all that. Bullshit! Don't complain when we get papped out of Europe at the same qualifying round every season, and we don't make the Champions League because. At the end of the day, you have to wake up and realise that it's not good enough. I think I it's think, a pals act, and it has to change. But I think you need to take if you take things in isolation. Like, so if you take the game in isolation, um, you know, you look at it. Brown, I don't know why what he did, what he did with the penalty, stupid. Yeah. Scott, Scott Bain, I've been, I've been questioning Bain since the start of the season. I just don't think he's good enough. Um, made a, a right fucking arse of it. But not only for the, not only for the third goal. He should have probably done better at the penalty. And see, even the first goal, his positioning for the first goal, questionable. Right, but... He so should have came the first goals less being right. more... I think he should have maybe bit. taken the cross. Yeah. I but, think it, but, but the thing is, seeing every one of those goals, I'm, I'm not saying that Bain had a, had a good night. He didn't. But seeing every one of those goals, there was someone else just as much culpable as he was. Now, when what's it, happening when it, came here? To the, when it came to the first one, when it came to the first one, Brown didn't stop the cross. McGregor... Playing out of position, out jumped. Ball cut. Here's, here's, the, 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 here's the difference: Forrester, Arthur Boric, Craig Gordon at his peak. He could put up with mistakes in front of him and pull a save out the bag. Yeah, and Bain hasn't. But see, Bain, excellent point. Bain, Bain made saves. Bain did make saves last night. He saved that one with his foot, which I thought was a bit nah, weird. What did the he fuck keep, was that? Did, but did he keep the ball out? He did. So he done his job. Oh, but that was because his he positioning did. was all wrong. Though. No, like, but, there was a deflection but, for but that see, one. That save but, was... But, but see, but, but see the, the, the goal, was it the, the second... The second one? Third one? The third one, one was a penalty. The, uh, the third one when he... Terrible for that penalty. He... Pa- oh. he he palmed the ball into the path yeah. of the boy. How He's many times? But, how he many does t- that? but but who else done that? Aren't yeah. Boric done that at times? Oh no, but that's like, like right. But you need, you need, you need, but what, who yeah. else was culpable at that point? A player who I think has came in in the position that I've been crying out for, and I think has been doing very very well since he came in in the limited time that we've seen him. But Elhamid was knackered, and he did not have he did not track the runner behind his shoulder, and the boy came in and took up the chance. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest criticism I've had of Bain since the start, even when he was haven't had a good spell. I've always said whenever he has shots, he puts it back into the danger zone. When, when I, said from the, I said that when, from the, the the Celtic Rangers game when he made his debut, he consistently puts did balls. It did it in Morelis. He did it for Scotland a couple of times when we were down in Mexico. Was that not a criticism of Craig Gordon? Made an arse of it. Craig, like, Craig, Craig, Craig Gordon done it but as well. Right, but this, this, goalkeepers wait, do it. No, 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 no. Yes, this, this, this is you. This is you all over a tee, by the way. Right, I'm pulling you up for this. How? Your problem is, see, when someone's crap, you, you want them replaced, and you, it doesn't matter who. And then you back it up. Bain is not a good keeper. No, right, that's too far. No, he's a no, good keeper. He's, 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 he's not good enough for us. 
Well, that's what we're talking about. It's a right, silly okay. podcast. Right. You're annoying me. You're right. <gasps> he's, he's upset. He's upset. But can I just make my f- finish that point I was making? The fact is, if you take everything in isolation, the game, there was players at fault. Uh, the actual game, from a management point of view, Lennon was at fault. But let's not get away from the fact that this, is, this isn't just one thing. We're, yeah. we're building on... But the whole, how, the whole absolutely, outlook but some, isn't just about the game. How did Ben yeah. play in Saturday? Right, no, hold on. How did he play? Uh, what, no, but in, in being in general, right... He's cracking under the under, pressure. Un, under, under, under the rat, when he was asked to do different things, did Bain, when he came in the team from Gordon, did he play well? He, what, deserved, what, to take, he, he deserved to take the jersey from Craig Gordon. Absolutely. And now a new manager has come in, clearly asking different things for him, and he is, he, he is struggling. Those weaknesses that, we, that we've, we've talked about have always been evident in Bain's game. Yeah. Now, me saying he's not a good keeper, that was, that was too far, right? He's a good backup, but he's not as good a shot stopper as Gordon. He's probably not as commanding of his box as Gordon. He's better with his feet than Gordon, but uh, we've got a manager who doesn't care about that. Now, do I think Gordon should be the Celtic keeper again? No, I think we need a new keeper. If you gave me a choice between Gordon and, and Bain just now, Gordon, I think Gordon's a bit better than him. I do, and yeah. that's and that's not me saying I want Craig Gordon back. That's me saying that when we got rid of Craig Gordon because we felt we needed someone better, we didn't replace him with but someone that, but better. Craig Gordon was shite, and that's the thing that you forget. But, but so Craig Scott Gordon Bain. was so Scott Bain. No, but, but, but Craig Gordon, at the time when he was dropped, and Bain came in and done a better job than him, Bain, uh, uh, Gordon was terrible. But now, he, it's this whole thing... Because we had a of, lunatic trying to make him play it, with his feet. It's this whole F.A. Ambrose thing. Well, that he's, he's on the bench for a certain amount of time and he's suddenly he's a better player than he actually is. Gordon's not the answer. Maybe just as much as Bain isn't the answer. But okay, that, that's the point. Okay, that's, that's, but that's, that's what I said. But that's You're getting the point. all uppity. But, but no, see, basic, square go. Basically, he's a slightly fancier Mark Brown. Wow. And that's the problem. And that's not the book. I see him in Ikea one day. Really nice guy. But see, the thing is, though, see this... <laughs> walk. He got see, a blue bag. See the left-back, full-back, um, left-back, right-back, centre-back thing? That's deflecting away from the fact that people think we're just a left-back away from having a good squad. There's fucking holes all over this squad. And, and that's that's the problem. So the fact is, we need a fucking new keeper. We need... we need we, This this squad needs investment. The El Hamid isn't but, a first-choice pick either. No, shouldn't it be. It's what we're talking about earlier with not having a brown replacement, though. We didn't have a left-back replacement. We didn't Ab- have a right-back replacement. We didn't have a centre-back replacement. We didn't have a goalkeeper replacement. We've got fuck all. I think Bout's favourite bands, the replacements. I think your your point about Alhamid there. I think that's harsh. I think he. I think he played well last night. I think he's played well since he came in. I don't think you can. He, he, I, I think it's really unfair to criticise him. I didn't criticise him. He said he shouldn't be the man. first choice right back. No, he shouldn't be. It's not critical. Of him. Why not? Because because he doesn't look as if he's good enough. To be first choice. Hey, what's he, what's he, he done wrong? Oh, he's he's re- caught out about three times last night. To be fair, he's really good at running in a straight line, and he's fast. Yeah. No, he looked to me, honestly when I watched him last night, and this isn't critical of the guy. I said, "You're the exact. We should have a left back version of that at right back and a first choice in front of them. You, you wouldn't have a problem bringing him in certain games, but him being the guy going forward, don't think so. We get caught." Three times down a right hand side. The goal came from a right hand side cutting in the fight the fourth goal. The Chris, fact is, what, I think he's a good you're, player. Yeah. You're history in right back, so I mean, you've been champion Lustig for two years when the guy's been on crutches. Oh, no, I, I, I mean, he, he's. No, I, 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 El Hamid is a massive improvement on Lustig for the fact that he can, he can actually walk. But, but see, but I mean, see that, that, is, the, that is better the, than anything else. But anyway, you can't just take. Remember who the host is? But you can't just take a player and say. I will mute you. 
Quick right. point on right backs. Just one quick point, though. We all agree we need to bring in another right back. So the question yeah. is, do you want someone better than El Hamid or somebody not as good as El Hamid? I think and I should, think we all know I think you better. Should, I think you should always bring in someone that you think is either at the same level or above so that there's competition. You don't sign someone knowing that they're worse than what you've got. You don't do that. That's the other but thing. Anyway, I think last night, the one, one point I want to get to is the right. fact that during the game, what happened? What did Neil Lennon do to try and change the game? Now, at halftime, we're 1-0 down. We're, we're watching the car crash unfold and you're watching Cal McGregor at left back and it's not working. <clears throat> For me personally, I don't think Neil Lennon did much. And at half time, um, he spoke about how he wanted to get more aggression into the game. And we have a, an audio clip from Cal, uh, sorry, uh, Ryan Christie, who Keith McGinty spoke to after the game um, and asked him, what did Neil Lennon actually say at half time? Um, it wasn't so much tactically, it was just more, you know, have a bit of, a bit more kind of belief on the ball, a bit more um, aggression going forward and, you know, in terms of the first half we, you know, probably kept the ball well but in our in our own half that's, you know, definitely not hurting the opposition, um, especially when you need a goal. We scored uh, three goals in, in the second half. Um, you know, and I'll say again that you know after going two one up, feeling comfortable, um, and then three two up again with you know not that long on the clock, we need to see out the game. The ninety minute cynic are proudly sponsored by our good friends at Penny Black. Since twenty fourteen, Penny Black has been providing distinctive greetings cards, unique gifts, and noteworthy stationery from their base in Glasgow. Stores are located at 721 to 723 Great Western Road, 533 Socky Hall Street and at Clyde Bank Shopping Centre. Penny Black is award-winning, family-owned and independently operated, with physical stores in Glasgow as well as their new online store, penny-black.co.uk. Benefiting from having a post office in each of their stores, Penny Black can ensure your order is packed and dispatched without delay. They've even won awards for their unique and modern approach to postal services. For birthday cards, gifts, stationery and balloons, Penny Black has you covered. Find Penny Black on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at PennyBlackGLA. Penny Black, proud sponsors of the 90 Minute Cynic. So that clip there um, from Ryan Christie uh, was obviously recorded at the press conference last night after the game. The full um, the full audio from the press conference from Christie and Lennon are both part of the reaction podcast on Patreon that went out last night after the game. Um, it's an impassioned um, podcast, which definitely, even at this this point, is definitely worth listening to. Um, it it mirrored exactly the feeling that I had um, sitting in the house after that game last night. Um, we've also got the analysis which will be coming up uh, later in the week on the Patreon um, going into the kind of final details of the game and, and trying to highlight uh, exactly where things maybe went wrong and, and what could be improved on. Um, I just wanted, before we kind of leave the, the game, it's hard to go too, too much in depth about the game when we're, we're feeling the way we're feeling just now but the the substitutions as I said 
what did Neil Lennon actually do to change the game? As Ryan Christie said there, um, there was no real tactical tweaks. Um, it was more about getting more aggression into the game. He gave them a pep talk. And I think that's the thing with Lennon. He is, his main skills are communication and motivation. He can give players motivation. Can he actually take them through a game tactically, show them what has went wrong in one half and what they need to change? I honestly, seriously doubt it. He made three substitutions. He brought um, Lee Griffiths on, uh, was the, the first substitution. Yeah, was Morgan was first. Oh, sorry, Morgan was first. Um, so Lewis Morgan came on for... Um, Mikey. Mikey Johnson uh, then um, Lee Griffiths came on for Encham and then lastly he brought on he threw on um, Bio who has not been given a chance and you throw him on um, for Scott Brown in the 88th minute to, to go and change things those three substitutions are saviours um, first roll of the dice Lewis Morgan last roll of the dice Bio Chris Bowd, what did those, what did those three substitutions tell you? Did, did did they have any real chance of really making much impact? It was a. I don't think anyone really expected Morgan to come on and change the game, or um, at all. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, uh, Mikey Johnson's a better player. He's clearly further along in his development. He was, I think, Johnson was starting to look tired at that point, so I can understand the change, but. Um, and we've spoke about the fact that Sinclair doesn't look like he's got a future at a club, but you were saying the reaction pod, he's done it before. Eight Sinclair eight. has came on yeah. and changed European qualifier games. He can score, he can create goals, we know that. Even when he's had the poor form at the club, he's still assisted just all over the shop. The thing, the thing is, though, Scott, Scott Sinclair wasn't even on the bench last night. Yeah. He was in the stand watching the game. And when you look at it, the, the only other sub, uh, substitutes that we had last night were Craig Gordon, Julian, Neil Beaton, who is predominantly a centre-half now, and Ball and Golly. So basically, Lennon done what we all do in Football Manager when we need a goal in the yeah. last 10 minutes. But you put on all your forwards. Bio's desperation. That's, it's just man. a desperation. Yeah. So. Big man up top. Do you, do you know what I thought? Um, see, I, I, th- I thought we actually... Like, see the last sort of like seven, eight minutes? We actually struggled to get the ball in the box. Mm-hmm. Like Every time we put a ball in, we didn't win the header. So we kept we, tr- we kept trying to paper their box, but we ended up just having the ball coming right back. We mentioned fucking pathetic. Bain uh, nearly breaking Scott Brown's ankle earlier on, and when yeah. that happened, when he went down, the first thought in my head was he's bringing ball and golly on for Brown, and he's going to fix this mess. <laughs> and he didn't, and he didn't do it at half time, and, he, and didn't. he didn't do it at seventy minutes or seventy five minutes. We all fucking seen it. We all seen what was wrong. Every we seen what was wrong when we seen the fucking team sheet. Yeah. And he just, whether that was he just lack of clarity from him or stubbornness that he didn't want to admit his mistake. Is he going back to the last seven or eight minutes now? Looking at let's look at the, looking at the game in, in isolation, right? Putting aside the emotion of how much of a disaster the result was, we scored we'd scored three goals against them. They weren't this impenetrable force. I thought they were bang average. They they are. They're not a good side, which makes it all the worse. So why lump? bio on <laughs> yeah. and go long like it's Wimbledon in the 1980s why not do what we did with more intensity I'm sounding like Neil Lennon here aren't I but why not do what we did why not force them back 
We managed to break them down three times. It's not like we were trying to unlock the defence. Let's put Bayo on. And they were lumping the ball into the box. <laughs> but we didn't win a header. And I'd... get nowhere near them. They kept, the, the, their defenders were... It was food and drink for their defenders. Every time a ball came in, Bayo <sighs> had one header where he just hit, headed it up into the air. Aye, this is the, weird. We were four or five one up uh, four, uh, against Motherwell, like 70, 76 minutes gone at the weekend. And he didn't bring Bayo on then. Yeah. Bayo isn't ready. Bio shouldn't have been in his fucking thinking for substitutions in this game. But it's it's a very it's a very backward thinking of he's a big guy. If we're one goal down, we'll just lump the ball into the box. Ask, listen, this is this is two thousand and nineteen. This isn't you know, Christ. This isn't two thousand and twelve. Well, that might have worked. Do you know what yeah. I mean, we're, it's a different world of football, and that's the difference. All they had to do was be compact, break pretty well, and we were on toast. But. The, See, see if your if your players can, if if they can assert control in a game, your manager has to be the one to do it. Yeah, and that was the thing last night. I thought from from right from kickoff, we were we were we weren't balanced as a team at all, and it was because of the way they'd been set out, and we didn't have any control over it. And it was it was a hot potato. It was a it was a ping pong match. It was the the, the it was. You know, one minute you're up, one minute you're down. There was no sort of calm, controlled thinking and a game plan. Put your foot in the ball and do it this way. <clears throat> Scott Brown did not give that on the pitch. He did not show the leadership and the, the experience, the vast amount of experience that he has as a player. He did not manage it. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's fever pitch. The crowd's going crazy and I even thought myself... We're in such a precarious position here. What do we do? You know, do we go for it? We were two one up. Do we go for the third goal that kills it, or do we defend? Or are we somewhere in the middle? But do you know what? I'm not a football manager. I don't have all the answers. Neil Lennon is the manager of Celtic Football Club, trying to make it to the Champions League. He should have the answers. But and last night, not just with substitutions, but his tactics overall, we came up absolutely shot. I mean, we, right? So we go two one up. Um, and you, we still have this frenzied sort of of pace to the game, right? They equalise um, through the penalty, uh, and then we go three two up, and there's still a frenzied pace to the game. And Le- Lennon doesn't look like I think he 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 brings off in Cham when we're playing well, yeah, and brings on like Lewis Morgan, or and it's like Goni just calm the fuck down. Le- Lennon w- was. Be- from what it appeared, because he didn't change it, was happy with the frenzied pace of the game. That, to me, is is not what you should be doing. No, well, that's again, what Kluge wanted. Chaos yeah, helps yeah, them. Doesn't ab- help absolutely. Us. They, so they played up to it perfectly. Well, I thought, personally, when I, at the game, when we scored to go up 2-1 up, when Eddie scored from, from their mistake, I thought they looked quite toothless. And yeah. I thought the way we were pushing them back, we were more likely to get a third goal. It spun on the madness of Scott Brown at that point. But when we went 3-2 up... That's when you cam it. That's when you should have brought on somebody like Beaton. Yeah. Or if he hadn't started Brown, that's when you bring on Brown. But at that point, Cluj knew. I think I think they knew. They'll get another opportunity. They, they have another opportunity. They scored two but, goals but, after but, that. But, that, but that's, that's the, it. The fourth one's academic. Nah, I, yeah. the, 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 thing, the, thing, the thing is, so Chris, right? They made Celtic, Celtic, <laughs> Celtic made the substitution of um, Morgan coming on for Johnson on the 75th minute. 
We go 3-2 up on the 76th minute, a minute later. Then they score in the 80th minute, right? Four minutes later. Why not, as you're suggesting, why don't you bring on Nier Beton? Why don't you bring on a defender to solidify everything in that moment when everything's frenzied and going crazy? Like what we saw, if you remember, when um, we actually, it was uh, our saviour, Tom Rogic, scored the winning goal in, to win the original treble, the best treble, um, against Aberdeen. Tapping. Remember, the, it was obviously very late in the game still, but the crowd... and, and the rat himself was going crazy. Who went up to him and immediately started talking about tactics and what to do? His assistant. Right? Yeah. His assistant, his first thought was not to, to lose control and celebration. It was, no, this is what we need to do now. We've got that. This is what we do. You need to change it. And that was missing. And I'm, I'm personally, I'm a little bit disappointed in, and we don't know, they could have suggested things and it was ignored, I don't know. But I'm a little bit disappointed in the likes of John Kennedy, who's built up the, all, all that experience. I would hope that he at least tried to have some sort of intervention there because I thought, for me, that was a massive glaring opportunity to just calm down. Yeah. Um, I think we've kind of went over the game um, itself in, in as much detail as we're going to. I think, f- for me personally, we are, you know... <clears throat> We're out of the Champions League. Celtic are out of the Champions League um, and it's the 14th of August. We've not managed to qualify for it, which has a massive impact um, in the amount of money that we bring in. We've just sold our best player, um, which we knew we were going to sell him, but he's left for £25 That £25 instead of being a bonus £25 now becomes our main earnings for the season. Um, This result, Again, going out of Europe at this point, it has to call into question the overall vision of the club, the leadership of the club, and and where we go from here. Because as I've said, I think something has to change. Chris Armani, every year Peter Law gambles. He does. Is this a gamble too far? Does Does something need to change now at this point? Yeah, the model's broken. Now... Going to your point about us being out of the Champions League, I'm a firm believer that we'll spend between now and the end of the transfer window the same as we would if we qualified. I don't think... I think this is a myth that we've got Champions League quality players lined up and we pull the plug on the deal because we don't qualify for the Champions League. No, we haven't. So I think that's nonsense. I think we will sign players between now and uh, September. I think it would have been the same players probably we would have signed if we'd qualified. But what we're seeing is... There was an, a, an interesting tweet going round last night. That our wage bill's £59 million, pounds, or whatever it is. Is that what it was? Some of that, yeah. million. Our wage bill's more than the entire Romanian league combined. Yeah. And there was a, a quote from Lowell at the Celtic Festival, or whatever it was, that they couldn't replicate the Ajax model, or try and replicate it. You can't just say it as if it's dead easy to do that. But you can't go down that road because it would involve us not winning the league for a couple of seasons. Now, one... He's saying that the fans wouldn't accept that. I give a bit of credence to that because we're not in normal times with a 10 in a row thing here, right? I think otherwise, at another stage, if people seen genuine development in the team, they might realise that. But two, I don't see why you could do that and not still win the league, especially in the last few years. 
when Rangers weren't in the league. Yeah, that's when you do it. That's, that's when. That's, that's when, when you, you do, do it. it. That's when you so, put the model in place. Yep. So he's decrying a model which people look at and envy across Europe. Clubs of our size in our uh, league, if yeah. you will, our, our league setup, and he's essentially saying we can't replicate that model because the fans wouldn't accept not winning the league. You could have. You could. Yeah. Well, you 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 could have at times. And I don't think necessarily, certainly when they weren't in the league, you would have had to have forfeited the league. But what now we've got now is we've got this scattergun approach where we just throw money at players. Every now and again we get a good one, but you can count, see the players we've spent two, three, four million pounds on who've, who've been an absolute disaster for us. You know, you, you, there's loads of them. You can talk about can, them all. Can, can I jump in for a second? Yeah, see, for see the... Um, I'd rather we spend eight million quid on one player than your two million quid on Bolling, three million quid on Bolingoli, and two million quid on El Hamid. Yeah, let's buy quality. I'd rather buy quality than quantity. See, see, and see, that, because it all ends up costing. It does. And, it costs, that, we, 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 and it's wages. The odd, the odd wee two million quid guy here, three or four two million quid guys, that adds up. And I, I will go back to it. We can't do it now. We can't do it right now because we're going for nine in a row and we're going for ten in a row. And I'd always been an advocate of saying, no, I want more progression in Europe. See, when it's this close, it's just all-consuming. So that's it. We need to do what we need to do. But see, if we weren't going for nine in a row, say we were on three in a row or whatever, right? And they made a cry saying, we're going to change. We're going to blood guys like you and Henderson. We're going to blood guys like Mikey Johnson this season and develop them and give them the game time and explain that and try to bring them through with a smatter and a quality here, there and everywhere. People would buy into that if Absolutely. it was clear. The quality street kids, the Celtic way, all that stuff. That's what we want. We're just not getting it. Boud, are we a Champions League club? <coughs> and if the answer is no, why aren't we? Well, well we're not because two and six or seven seasons now we've been in the fucking Champions two League. Two and six, I think it is. Yeah. Um, we should be. Uh, we, when we look at the teams in qualifying, and that, you know, this season's a perfect example, we have more money than all of those teams. Now, that doesn't guarantee you success, but we are substantially above those teams. Historically, financially, experience in Europe. We should be able to beat those teams. Now, the fact that we've got four qualifying rounds, fair enough. Every so often, you can accept that we won't get in just because you're playing eight fucking games and it's the start of the season. Mistakes can be made. We've got eight qualifying rounds because should, of last night. Yeah. Yeah, Although I've seen Gerard talking about his oh, impact. Fuck off. Yeah. Scotland's coefficient is Celtic's coefficient. We've carried Scotland, so the rest of them can shut their fucking pie holes, frankly. Um, Aberdeen will be going out tonight. Rangers will go out to Lesia Warsaw. They can shut their fucking mouths. Uh, we've went out to Maribor, AK Athens, and Malmo in the last couple of years. Now, we can talk, see when we talk about like PSG and the budgets that they have, and we get gubbed, and we're like, oh God, we can't compete. <laughs> We dwarf all of their budgets. We absolutely shit all of and them. It's and they the same us. stuff we've been talking so. about. We haven't we haven't been planning um, for positions that we know of need. Right back, left back, we know has been coming for a good while. And even uh, with uh, Kieran Tierney, we didn't have any backup. That's why we're using Johnny Hayes. That's fucking insane for yeah. a club of our size. Let's use some thirty-one or thirty-two-year-old left winger as a left back. That shouldn't be happening. Fair enough if we'd free left-backs that were injured or something, but no, one left-back gets injured and we need to use a midfielder. It's fucking stupid. At, at it's th- disgusting. At this point... I am disgusted. <laughs> Peter Law, Neil Lennon, Brendan Rogers, Dermot Desmond, you're on the fucking list. 
not like a bad list, just the my shit list. The shit list. <laughs> yeah, my shit upset list. list. Um, You've done, you, miffed list. You're miffed at them. Disappointed, guys. <laughs> Bloody peeved. Um, right now, as I've said before, basically Celtic are run by a man who cares more about balance sheets than anything else. Um, and it's been this case for years, and every year he gambles our qualification on it. What do we do? It's thirty million pounds. Do we, do, Why do, isn't he spending watch, a little bit? A do little we bit watch of money this? Guarantee it. Do you, are you not sick of asking that question? Yeah, year season upon year? after season. So Why isn't he learning well, a lesson? What's the only way that they're going to learn financially? Right? See if players feel strongly about that. They stop going to games. I mean, you're doing your bit. Thanks very much. You no know? yeah. So, because if that's the case, if people don't pay for the season tickets, aren't on the home cup ticket scheme, aren't buying everything like that if it hits them in the pocket but we will tell you but no see if we if we lose this the, the league this season it'll fucking happen oh, there'll be a crash we'll be back. But, but, but do we but this, this is the thing so do, you, do we allow because we personally I think we can't sit back and let the gamble continue I think something has to happen now personally so what are you I suggesting protest I think I think it's time for if if see if the Celtic support as I think we are, are serious about this and that we have had enough. We Something has to be done. To get there a lot has of... has to be a visual and vocal opposition to how the club is being run right now. We because do. we're too away from doing something historic. But that's why... And if things continue the way they're going, so we that keep, doesn't happen. Keep going to the games, but we buy a bunch of ice and we chill Peter Lowell's driveway. Chill it right the fuck down. See how he likes that. We'll just melt. Okay. That's a good idea, oh, but yeah. I've heard this is a top of the line driveway heater upper. I, I think. I like, think. Do you really? And listen, I'm not. Roasting. I'm. I'm not saying this. I, I. You know. Don't know what my answer is to this, honestly. But we're on. We're two away from creating history. Do you really want to unsettle the club, destabilize it, destabilize everything? Just. To get your point across at this point, now I completely agree with what you're saying. But you look at Rangers when they try to go for the ten. A, a an average Celtic team, right? I love that ten, the team that stopped the ten. But you know they weren't. If you actually go back and look at the team that stopped the ten, not the team, but like the some of the results, we fucking we we almost blew that like four or five times. The fact was Rangers were at the end of their their their, their stream. They and it was just a little, small little things, you know, Walter Smith not renewing, um, the fact that Advocate had been, think, little things really threw them off because you get to that on the verge of absolute history and things throw you off. I don't think destabilising the club now. now but, I, I, but, but I, thing- I, I think we can still get a point across without destabilising our chance of getting the 10 because as you say, see if we don't get nine in a row... Um, Heads will roll. But, but the, the thing is, though, Peter Law is gambling year upon year, not just with Champions League qual- qualification. He's also gambling with domestic football as well. Because he's, Profits are he's, up. He's, Profits are up but, year on year. So yes, is the thing as well. We just, but we just hiring, want a treble He's treble. hiring a manager, which is a gamble. He's, hiring, he's, he's not got the recruitment correct he's not recruiting and improving the playing squad he's gambling on that too and it comes to a point where your rivals you can't just 
continue the way you're doing just because your rivals are shit. Because at some point, your rivals are going to get to the point where gambling, the gamble doesn't pay off. And we're too close to allow the gamble to continue. And they, as far as I'm concerned, Celtic don't care about podcasts like us. We are a, we are a, we are a massive thing for Celtic supporters and we have such a, a massive listenership, which is brilliant. And there's a lot of people that, that agree with us and, and we debate Celtic in a way that I don't think happens within the walls of, of Parkhead. But there has to be something done. For me, that, that now is the time or else, do you know what? It all continues. It, it, it needs, just continues. It needs right. I mean, I, I'm talking about the financial impact in the club, but this needs sustained. See if in four weeks' time Rangers have dropped point, points and we're ahead of them in the league, it'll all dissipate. Yeah. See if we beat them at Ibrooks. Yep. It'll all dissipate. All this, this and then we'll this. come round to the Champions League qualifiers next season, and the same will happen, and we'll all blow up. But if we continue to win that league, it'll dissipate again. I think we need a longer sustained period of n- not succeeding before anything like that would take traction. I think if we don't win the league. Oh, see if we don't win the league this season. Heads will roll. The place will go bananas and then it will be empty. It will be absolutely empty. Can you, trying to get people but, back. Do, and that's the thing though, we've won eight in a row, we've done a treble treble. So the fact that we're moaning seems insane. But the fact is right now, this nine in a row shouldn't be in doubt. We should be so far ahead of yeah. every other team in this league. Because we've gambled, it yep. shouldn't be a fucking question. Yeah. We should be celebrating right now when they're nine and it's not happening. It's exactly. absolute negligence. The fact that we are talking about the possibility of not doing this, given our resources and we're, how far in front of our ri- rivals we were, is the real crime here. Yeah. You know Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, sorry, Chris. But <coughs> no, no, no. The, the thing is, we've got, we hired a manager out of emotion after winning a, a, a Scottish Cup final. Peter Lowell has a quick board the meeting in the stand and says, right, you're all happy to do this now. Aye, whatever you want, Peter. He goes downstairs in the shower. No no formal contract on the table. No terms discussed. That was already, it's just, that was yeah. do, you want, do you want the job? Never even waited to get an answer and goes up to a press conference and announces when everybody's yeah. on a high that the a man who I think the majority of the support would consider him from a bygone era and a time where we don't want to go back, we want to go forward, we've just banked nine million for the rat leaving, you you hire him, you hire the cheap option, you Rafa hire Benitez the man. is out of a job as You well. hire him because you... Again? Need, oh, he's not, he left no. Newcastle and he doesn't have a job. I thought he went to China. No, no. he didn't go. But you, you hire a man who you know because you know the man rather than the manager being it's, the best option. It's laughable. If that happened in any other business... You, after a drunken fucking celebration, decided, you know what, see that most important role in our company? I've decided it's this guy. I've not. I've been given applications from other people. I've not even looked at them. I've not considered any other recruitment process. We just got this guy in who wasn't good enough for a team several positions below us. And I'm just going with it because he won fucking two matches. But it's, but it's, a, it's a company with a, a trading of over £100 million. A profit of over, over £100 million. It's... How Peter Lowell has been allowed to do that? How the the board members haven't went? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. How the but as Chris Chris Armani put it up wonderfully, it, it, finances if they're not hitting the pocket, they, I don't think they give a shit. If we win domestically, 
fine. Anything outside of Europe, I think they think that's a bonus because essentially we don't have to make the big transfers. We mm-hmm. can pocket the t- tierney money um, and uh, yeah, they'll have Europa. We'll get, do you know what we'll do? We'll bring in create, um, uh, your man from uh, uh, Greg Taylor. Greg Taylor. We'll bring in Greg Taylor. We'll bring in one player from the championship and a Man City loanee. That's what we'll do. That, that, and, and do you know what? Not the Man City loanee, no. <laughs> but but that's what they do, and you know what? They, they, yeah, fucking, we'll have we'll have our cake, and that'll be it. And as you as you say, Chris, if we beat the Huns on uh, the first of September, it's all forgotten. Well, Rafa Benitez it, is managing in China. I'm sorry. Yeah, when it comes when it comes to what you say there about playing playing Rangers, um, Neil Lennon is obviously he's obviously under a hell of a lot of criticism today and, and, and the immediate aftermath of last night, um, which is 100% wanted. What happens in the time between now? Forget about European football. We'll come to that in a wee second. But domestically, if we lose that game against Rangers, is that his head? No. They're not. They're not going to sack him. They're, they're not. They're not going to say. The only have to behind, be behind in January. No, that's it. If he's behind in January, I think they might look to make a change. Will he lose the fans if we lose to Rangers? Now that depends on how we lose to Rangers. I think if, if, after... if Rangers, if Rangers, if Rangers actually play football against us and beat us at a football match, then. I think the fans will lose. If we lose, if it's a refereeing decision or it's close, but you know something, people will give them the benefit of the doubt. If, however, they beat us fairly convincingly, which I don't think they will, right? But let's just say they did. The, he won't lose the board and he won't lose his job, but he will lose the fans. And the positive note, I don't think. Um, I think Callum McGregor's playing left back again. <laughs> so, see the 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 one thing I took I took from last night. I mean, we talked about it before we came here. I was. Absolutely raging last night, and I think I was even angrier today. Still am. You've heard that come out in this podcast. The one thing that you can take from last night is, and the games so far this season, is we can score goals. We're, we're scoring goals in every game we play, which suggests to me if, see if we got Greg Taylor, the cheap option. I do think he's a good player, though. Well, I was about to say that. Even if he's the cheap option, he's a vast improvement over what we've got. If you don't get a replacement for, well, you've got El Hamed or you get another right back, that tightens that up there. Their defensive, central defence, assuming Julian's a player, you know, you've got, I don't think there's too many recruits that we need to do what we need to do domestically. But it's whether we'll make them, we'll make them right, or whether our manager is capable of sustaining the squad going on. I think that's the, the, the big issue. People, you're always hearing a lot of things when it comes to talking about if Rangers will win the league. You go from the, we're not going to win this league mob to the, ha, 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 I can't even compl- contemplate their win- them winning the league. It's definitely in the middle. right? We've got a chance. We can't just, for after last night, say we're not winning the league because I don't think they're a quality team. Can, can I ask, can I ask get, a question? Just I know it's something that we can maybe talk about. Uh, you're talking about Lennon, right? Uh, what happens if we don't qualify for the Europa League? I don't care. Who, no, 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 but uh, like, uh, I think, uh, think people uh, do, though. No, I think it's... Right, well, I don't think... I think it makes it in, in quicker room, for in, Lennon. In, in this room right now, <coughs> who 
who cares about Europa League football? Who would rather go into the Europa League group stages, be playing on a Thursday and a Sunday, and who would rather, do you know what, forget European football and focus domestically? So, Manny, for you? See, all the reasons, I know all the sensible reasons why we need to do it. Keep the coefficient up, we will still make some money for it. But see, in terms of any sort of enjoyment or me caring about it, I don't care. The Europa League's a nothing tournament. It's a nothing tournament, and Thursday, Sunday football's awful. Chris Boud? I disagree. I can understand, just focus on domestic, but not only does it give us money, but it gives us that pool for players. If we're still trying to sign players, or even next year, if we're a team that didn't make Europe, that goes. that's a point against us. If we get into Europa League, if we do something in the group stages, if we get into the fucking knockout stages, that looks better for us in our recruiting it makes us money. It's not helped us the last two years when we've gotten in the last 32, both times. Who, maybe. Who's, who's signing? Who are we signing on the back of that? And I'm not... Maybe people we've signed wouldn't have signed. If we're, we not were, signing, we're not signing fucking anybody. El Hamed looking at a European team and thinking, <laughs> these guys... But also, it is just, playing against teams in Europe make us a better team. Ultimately, being in Europe helps us win the league. We just need to do what we've talked about. We need to buy players. We need an entire fucking backline, pretty much. Thanks. That's criminal. Thanks, Christian. <laughs> um, Gal, what do you think? Um, if uh, I'm ah, I don't, come on. I, I want European football. I absolutely want European football. However, if I thought it would affect us in any way domestically, I would patch it because I fucking hate Thursday, Sunday. I'm, I'm very much in, of the opinion that I... I, right now, I don't care about European football. I think you will. I think you will come November. It's a champ, Champions League or bust. No, I, I, I think there's at, at least now that I do, I do see a challenge in domestic football, and I think that's where the, the priority lies. I think it's also embarrassing if Rangers manage to get past Legia and we don't get in the Europa League. I think that's embarrassing. I think if Rangers, yeah, they're, a, they're a shit team. If they Rangers, shouldn't be doing better. If than Rangers us in don't have European football and they are solely focused domestically, that you know. Do we need to be distracted by the Europa League? I don't know. I, think I don't know. I, I don't know. In, in terms of Rangers, I think they have a manager who is performing better and setting his teams out better in Europe compared to our manager who has a, who's vastly more experienced. Very quickly, I'm going to go. I've got a question for each of you from Twitter. We have had we've been inundated. I, I don't think I've ever had as many notifications on my uh, Twitter. Um, other than when I changed my profile picture. But um, Jamie at Jamie67 says, Brown should be sent to Australia any means necessary. Thoughts? We're in complete agreement. Nope. Um, Chris Bowd, um, Andy Gorman, asks, at Andy Gorman94 asks, has domestic dominance been papering over the craps, cracks? Not craps, but cracks. Do we actually think the board's aim for the club is to progress or just to be one step ahead of Rangers? Well, even if it is their aim to be one step ahead of Rangers, they're doing a fucking poor, poor job of it. We could be, as I said, we could be miles ahead of them right now. Miles ahead of them, and we aren't. Um, but I think it is. Even uh, the Motherwell game, when we started to uh, push on and we got ahead of them, in the back of my head I was like, don't forget about that fucking first half because that was dreadful. Yeah, that was utterly dreadful, and um, it looks like I were shite. <laughs> <laughs> the results are in. Oh, <laughs> top answer. <laughs> um, 
So Manny, um, half empty at half empty twenty asks, uh, what are the financial ramifications, and can slash will we spend? How much investment do we need to ensure the nine? The financial ramifications, in terms of, as I said earlier, in terms of who or you know what type of player was signed, I don't think this makes a difference. I think we need to strengthen quite clearly the back line, and I would much prefer us to have another central midfielder um, of a certain quality, obviously, and I think that we can win the nine. I said it last week, actually, or one of the last podcasts, so see if you shut the window just now. I still think we'll get a better squad. Yeah, I just think it's closer than it should be. But with a few key signings, I'd, I, we should still win the league. It's about making them and making them right and making them quickly. Chris, um, Russell Ferguson, uh, at underscore I'm Russell. Um, as speaking frankly and honestly, do you believe we could lose the league? Everything seems poised for an implosion. Hope it's just a catastrophic blip. Uh, I, um, we could. Fuck it, it's football. Do I think we're going to win, lose the league? No, I don't think we will. I think that... Um, uh, domestically, I, I completely agree with Chris. I think that we essentially are... We're ahead of Rangers. We're better than Rangers. There's not one of their players that gets into our, our, our team. Um, our manager is a better manager than theirs. Um, I just worry that pressure, um, pressure is going to get to Lennon. Well, that's my that's yeah. my fear because I, I'm surprised how he reacted yesterday. See the press conference and stuff. He was very, very calm. Now, that's usually a good sign, but it's a little unsettling. It, I, I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think we'll win the league. I think we'll get I think we'll get nine, right? And if we get nine, if we get this league, I think we'll do the ten. So that, that that's how, just how I see it. Um, however, it doesn't, you know, football, anything happens in football, and I am worried about it. But, you know, I think it's going to be a roller coaster this season. What, uh, one last question from Twitter um, from Eddie Walsh, uh, at Eddie underscore Walsh. Um, are we going to keep being subjected to these tinker- tinkered lineups and position changes all season long? If so, does a string of bad results seal Lennon's fate? And realistically, how bad does this get? Uh, well, I think that, as, as we mentioned, I think that Lennon. Come January, if we're eight points behind Rangers, we're out of Europe. And Rangers are just better than us in terms of how their results have been and stuff. Uh, I I think the board might think about pulling the trigger in terms of getting rid of them. Other than that, I I don't think, well, we're going to be subject to this until after an attempt at 10 in a row has happened. I think, let's say we we win the 10, right? Amazing, brilliant. But the people will won't change after that. If we win, if we don't get, if if we lose the league this season, fucking, I can guarantee stuff will happen after that. That's the way I see it. So, Manny, pretty much agree. Going to repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we going to be subjected to tinkering lineups and position changes all season long? If so, does a string of bad results seal Lennon's fate? And realistically, how bad does it get? Um, how bad does it? Potentially, it could get a lot worse, but all he needs to do is keep one point in front of Rangers. Um, if, as Gal suggested, something like eight points, if we drift behind them, then he's in trouble. Um, I mean, 
as much as Lennon's tactical nous was certainly on di- not on display last night, I mean, he did. We did score goals. Do you know what I mean? Is Neil Lennon incompetent? No. Is he a very good manager? I don't think so. Should he have? Should he have enough to get us just to guide us through the season? I don't think he's an unmitigated disaster, right? No. But could we have done and should we have done better? Yes. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, as much as I'm raging about last night, and as much as I'm raging about it, I'm not. I'm not in that camp that thinks that everything is just now finished and going to pop. It's there is still a level of saying, "Well, wait a minute, that happened in Europe, but what happens domestically is different." And we've started well, and I suppose we'll see in the next few weeks going forward. The first twenty minutes of the Motherwell game was a. Yeah. Fucking, well, but then he get in and he brought the thunder and he turns it around but I think the, the tinkering systematic of the fact that we haven't brought in we haven't recruited properly yeah. so he's messing about the other thing that comes off of the back of that tinkering um, I again come back to the big point with left back Ball and Golly didn't have a lot of competition so for a lot of players that means maybe they aren't playing at their best he now knows for certain he's got no fucking competition. Ball and Golly can turn up fucking in his underpants and do what he wants. He's the only left back we've got. <laughs> Fucked it. H- kept the mystery there. There's a there's a midfielder that can maybe play a left back ball. He, he probably didn't see the Rangers game. Oh, Johnny Hayes is coming out the shadows to keep him on his toes. You, you mentioned uh, the fact that you know we the, the recruitment's not right, and I think the the there's clearly serious issues with the recruitment policy in general but we did recruit two defenders that remained on the bench last night we did, and, and from that point of view that was Neil Lennon that yeah. was his decision Absolutely and right. two players that he negotiated the transfer transfer for he had an input in it he, well, there's, there's he talk, signed them there's talk on Twitter that Lennon doesn't like he didn't choose those players they aren't his players he went he doesn't to like Paris them. to convince but, you Len. I mean, that's, well this is the thing as well when he, Neil Lennon again is it to go to Paris though he's at well, fault with Julian because Julian should have had games I can understand the European qualifiers if he didn't think he was right looking at him in training bringing someone that you think will do better but the other games that we've had Julian should have been getting time should have been playing in friendlies should have been playing in the league six weeks he's been here he should have he's played yeah. I think to to summarise for me personally, I think Neil Lennon is the cause of the fact that we lost that game of football last night. But I think the fact that we have went out of the Champions League when we have, again, is because of Peter Law on the board. And I think from top to bottom And Brendan quite, has his fucking hand in this as well. Yeah. Oh, Everyone's he, to blame. He's an absolute rat. An absolute rat. Um Obviously, this has been a very kind of raw podcast, and we're we're all still very um, angry, and, and emotions are raw after last night. And it has been a wee bit ranty, yeah, at points. But I think that's that's probably how a lot of you guys are feeling at home listening to this or, or whatever you are. Um, we obviously had the game against Motherwell, the five-two game um, last weekend, which we've not actually touched on in this. Um, this podcast, and we've also got the Betfred Cup game at the weekend. Um, if you haven't done so already, the Patreon covers all of these games before and after um, for a small subscription fee, and there are obviously different tiers that you can choose from. Um, but obviously, things are, are covered more in depth there. Um, Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic, um, you'll find us on there 
constantly reacting to things and Instagram, Flipboard, all of your major social media platforms, we are there. Patreon.com slash 90 Minutes Cynic is the address if you want to sign up for the Patreon. Um, simple Google will do, but I, I like the, the URL being slotted in there. Other search engines are available. available. Absolutely. Um, bing. Ask Jeeves. Uh, go. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Chris Bowd, feel better? No, really, no, it's not been any. No, it's been cathartic, to be fair. Thanks for coming. Cheers. Uh, so, Manny? Um, I do feel slightly better. And I mean... Slightly. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> Still raging, to be honest, but it's got some of it out. Um, maybe listen back to this in six months. See how true it was. Well, it's not six months away, but ten days away. We've got the next instalment of our uh, top number one, uh, top iTunes. Top rated show. Top on of the Patreon. Top of the Patreon. There's going to be some hot content in that, isn't there? Hot. Oh, we're actually going to be doing it naked, which not a lot of people know. And I've but, not been uh, formed of that. Is the other yeah. person in the room? But there you go. <laughs> oh, no, you can remain dressed. It's That's fine. Oh, I will. <laughs> thanks Just for taking the show. Thanks for being a guest, Chris Gallagher. You feel better? Yeah, I feel I feel slightly better, but still a bit annoyed. And actually, still fucking raging. But there you go. Yeah. No, I'm 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 still raging too. And I, I seriously, I think there should be a call with arms here. This is what I'm trying to put out. I, I want I want visible, meaningful action. Thanks very much for joining us, and we will speak to you down the street. Mm-hmm.